This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling heart podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, training card collectors? It's a new year, and hopefully you guys are going to stick with us through 2023. Are we going to be around 2023? We we just (laughs) mentioned this last week. We'll see. We'll see. No promises, but again, it's not, not a lack of care or passion. It's just all about timing. So as we get into this new year, new collectors, new year, new me, all this stuff. New products. Uh, who knows what's going to come out? Maybe are we going to have some other Chuckster cards that we're going to have to debate? What is the true rookie? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but this was this topic kind of was spurred from listening to some other hobby podcasts. And I do like I always tell people like get out of your comfort zone, especially with wrestling cards. I feel like there's so many like insulated collectors, and that's fine if that's all you want to do is just focus on wrestling. But there's so much you can learn about other aspects of the hobby and like, you know, this isn't an investment podcast, but investing, you know, when's the time to buy, sell, buy low, you know, sell high, that kind of thing. Um, You know, rarity, scarcity, all these discussions, there's so much you can learn within hobby content and business content outside of wrestling. Take that information, put it back into wrestling cards. And it's, it's just a great way to kind of approach the hobby. And this was actually a negative aspect that I think is, I don't think it applies as much to wrestling, but it is something we need to talk about. And that's the barrier to entry with wrestling cards. We see that, you know, Panini wants to do advertisements now in WWE TV. It's getting it out there. We're getting Mm -hmm. some retail on shelves. Uh, Hobby stores are carrying wrestling cards. It seems like more than ever, but let's take it back to the sports card world or uh, Pokemon or whatever UFC, whatever you want to do. There's so many releases that, you know, one common thing I hear is, Okay, well, I picked the right talent. I've got the right rookie, but which rookie card? Because there's like 50 of them within the same year from all these mm-hmm. Panini products or um, all of know, them. The, the parallels. Like, which is the parallel that matters? Is it gold? Is it one of one? Does the parallel even matter as long as it's a rookie card? You know, what is the, you know, is the metal set with precious metal gems? Is that going to be more important as a set than any actual talent on the card? You know, we can discuss that. But I just thought there would be some talking points that we could touch on as far as like people getting into wrestling cards. I actually think that it's it's easier, but it's more difficult at the same time. Do you have any kind of overarching um, brushing topics you want to start with as far as this discussion as a whole before we start breaking things down? No, I'm interested. This is uh, your topic that you put in the show notes for us. And so I'm uh, kind of interested in where this goes and I'll throw my two cents in wherever I can. But um yeah, it, it 
it's an interesting conversation I think we're going to have uh, because it is wrestling cards and we know how different we are from every other type of sport and, and collectible out there. Um, so this could be, I'm excited about this one. This could be something really interesting and eye-opening for uh, listeners, viewers, myself included, I think, because um, I'm not into that side of it. I, I have my lane that I know I like to go into. I don't care about um, uh, certain releases when they're coming out. I don't care about all those kind of things. I just kind of like, okay, is Loomis in this uh, set? Okay, right. what do I got to go buy? And that's kind of yeah. it. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't I don't complicate things. I don't uh, I don't make it uh, more difficult than it already has to be. So this is it's going to be interesting. Let's kick it off with availability. This is something that I think is a major problem for the mainstream newer collectors, but we've also seen the seasoned veteran collectors complain about this same thing. You know, um, the WWE Select, I think that's a good place to start. People were seeing these massive hits coming out of retail blasters. So mm-hmm. they go to their Walmart, they go to their Target, they go to their LCS. They can't find them anywhere. Is it yeah. a distribution problem? Is it that the product is so, like, uh, it's Panini, so this probably isn't the case, but is this product so low printed compared to every other aspect that Panini is working on that it's just not as available? I don't know, but I think this is a major problem because, you know, little Timmy sees on TV, uh, oh, WWE has wrestling cards. I want to go buy some. Goes to Walmart, goes to Target. Half the time, I can't even find those products, and even if I'm just looking to buy a box or a. Ne- pack or never something. had one. I've 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 uh, I posted this before on Twitter before. I've, I've never, in all the years I've lived here in Phoenix now for five years plus years, I've never seen a single outside of a women's division box once. I've never seen any wrestling boxes uh, at my local Walmart or Target ever. They're completely gone. They're all gone. Because and, uh, you know the, the uh, local guys, whether uh, it be uh, uh, my, my local card shop or you know some online seller, they come in and they gobble it up. It's an it's an allocation issue here. It's what it is. So it's when I guess I should I, I should ask when you go, is there actually a slot for the product? I you know what I never look to see if there's a okay. uh, a WWE name on there. I just know the shelves are empty. So uh, what whether it has a name on there or not, I mean. I have to assume that they got something right. They must have gotten some kind of wrestling product in the past. If I'd seen one women's division box there before in all the years, they must have gotten others. I get pretty safe assumption, I would think. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't have a, a contact at either one of my local Walmart or Targets to say, hey, when you guys stock the shelves, do you guys ever get WWE product? I, maybe I should ask that. I don't know. I think it, it, that is an interesting point because when I go to these retail stores, there's no space. Like there's no space for wrestling cards most of the time. Occasionally you'll find the one-off blaster or maybe a couple of prism boxes or fat packs. But from everything I've seen locally, and I say locally, within like like a 50 mile radius of me, I've checked numerous targets and Walmarts and I'm, I'm not seeing wrestling space when I say space, I mean like the 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 label with the space on the shelf, it. be it empty or full. But what I'm seeing is everything else bloated with Pokemon and sports cards. Yes, we are at that point where people are not shooting each other to get blasters at Target anymore. Yeah. So the, the shelves are flooded with sports cards. And so again, little Timmy sees that Fanatics is Different talking on the latest baseball, football, basketball games. Go buy this card, go buy the, and they can go to the store. Maybe it's not Prism, maybe it's not Select, maybe it's not national treasures or whatever, but they can go and buy score or they can buy optic or they can buy whatever it is with their sport. And I think that's a major problem with wrestling. If like you can get into the debate of overprinting, but I think it's just availability. So how do we, how do we solve this? Cause uh, 
at least you're seeing other stuff on the on the shelves. I have completely bare, empty shelves. It's to the point where I'm I have to ask myself, why do you even why does this this section even exist? Because it's never got anything on it. And if it does, uh, you know, occasionally I might find a few boxes of baseball, maybe hockey. Uh, you'll always find magic. I'll always find Pokemon stuff on there and some sort of collectible box kind of thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but I never see any other sports on there. Um, I mean, at least you're seeing stuff on your local ones like that, it's, uh, other than wrestling, of course. But how do you how do you solve that then? I mean, how do you prevent, you know, uh, Joe Flipper from going out there and just grabbing everything on the shelf and then uh, hoarding it all from, hey, he's that word hoarding. It's such a bad word, such a negative oh, word. Boy. Oh, boy, Tony, um, watch out. Pitchforks coming but, at but, you. But, but yeah, I don't mean that. Word. I, what I mean is, you know, grabbing all of the stuff and, and and flipping it up on on eBay, or maybe for the maybe they're the guy that goes and supplies a local card shop, and now he has it all. And I, I'm forced to pay more at the local card shop uh, because he took it all from Target and Walmart. I mean, how do we solve that? So that little Timmy, as you said, uh, wants to go out and get his favorite little, you know, uh, superhero guy that he loves so much on TV uh, for wrestling. And, and where, how does he get it? I mean. Do, do we do we put caps on letting customers buy stuff? That doesn't work anyways either. Right, so. No. Mm -mm. And, you know, we, we I, I can't really say one way or another. We've heard both me, you, everybody else can speculate and hear about Fanatics is going to change the product distribution. Local card shops are going to get the, the good card shops are going to get allocation breakers. Who knows? Uh, what does Walmart and Target get? We just don't know. And mm -hmm. with, with Fanatics not being affiliate, like they're not putting out upper deck wrestling they're not putting out panini wrestling they're not putting out indie card wrestling we're kind of in this limbo in a black hole so to speak as far as like wrestling card distribution because then you get you know that this is going down the rabbit hole no no pun intended but like these indie card releases like sometimes we're not getting the full you know checklist like um you know i was at the local show talking to sam stackhouse and i was he had cards for sale i'm like oh you've got cards he's like yeah gcw gave me a whole box full of just mm -hmm. my cards. And I'm like, okay, well, how does that, like, how does that distribution and that uh, number of printed cards go into effect of what they're actually advertising is available on their website or for people? Well, that's to buy uh, it, that's, that's know, been an issue for WTC right. stuff for, for years and years and years. Um, you know, even, I mean, it was a year or so ago when they had uh, the card shop next to me, cause I'm, I'm right next to the card shop now. Um, you know, they had Hammerstone coming in yeah. and signing mm -hmm. autographs and there'd been this, some guy sent me, uh, through the discord channel, uh, which, but we never plugged that as much as we should do it, but there's a whole full dedicated discord channel just for wrestling cards. So go check it out. Uh, the link is on the WTC website. Um, somebody through discord sent me, said, Hey, there were 200 release, according to the website, there were 200 release cards of this PCW or PWC ultra, whatever it was, PCW ultra. Um, and, uh, I bought 199 of the 200 of them, you said. <laughs> and I thought, wow. Uh, and so he sent all 199 to me and asked me to get uh, you know, them signed. It ended up being he I got a hundred of them signed for him. Um, but as I was getting them signed, there's Hammerstone in the store, and he's got a baggie full of those exact same cards. Yep. So it wasn't a it wasn't 200 print run. They end up changing this up to 400 print run. So these independent companies out there, or these guys uh, selling the independence, they're printing stuff how many sets they're selling but then they on the side they give certain wrestlers x amount you know for their gimmicks uh and i and i it, it's confusing to try to get that down to like 
the print runs and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the opposite end of the distribution problems and availability. Like we we see a lot more availability when it comes to independent stuff and stuff like that over time because uh, these companies printed out X more for you know wrestlers X Y and Z. Um, the, the big companies though. I don't know. I, for me, I think on the big companies, Panini has made it more available to a lot more people. There's more avenues and more places to buy Panini products than ever before. I just think that these guys who come around and scoop it all up from the retail sides uh, make it difficult for Timmy to get his cards. Do you think, so we've talked about the you know retail, we've talked about indie cards. So do you think that that is a, a little bit of a barrier to entry for wrestling card collector, new collectors who want to get into it? Or do 100%. you think that maybe th- some of the stuff we've mentioned Again, in 2023, is some of this kind of um, uh, kind of a moot point because they can just go online and buy whatever they want? I don't know. That's always been a case, though, since the invention of eBay. It's always been that case that I can go out and buy whatever I want, you know, especially things that are mass produced like cards, um, regardless of their print run totals. They're still more well, uh, available on online. I can go on eBay and Amazon and buy whatever the hell I want when I want for the most part. But let's say you, Tony, as of 2023, you're getting into wrestling cards. Um, and you don't know anything about the product in, in kind of the way that society works now, do you think based on the, like the original mindset of trading cards, you go to the store, be it a hobby store or be it a target. Do you go to the store to do that? Or do you just immediately start Googling what you can buy? I don't I, know. We, I'm just asking we, you. We live in a Googling world. That's okay. where that's what it is. It's the same. It's the same uh, avenue, I think, as as music. You know, uh, we used to always go and get our cassettes I and mean, our CDs and whatever else. We, we went to the music store to go get them, whether it be, a, 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 you know, a Tower Records, a Virgin Megastore, a Warehouse Entertainment, Music Plus, whatever. Um, we, we went there. As those went away, uh, we started get, you know, buying our CDs and then, uh, you know, LimeWire and, and all other crap. Um, uh, we, you know, get that stuff online. It's not the end all be, you know, be all. I mean, there's still music shops. Yeah, I, I can buy my records and my CDs and things like that, you know. Um, and cards and everything else, no different. So when new releases come out, a lot of people, I think, probably Google it. Where can I go? Like the first thing they're gonna do is Google it. Where can I go to buy my cards? Uh, do I go to a specialty place to buy my wrestling cards? Oh, Target sells them. Oh, Walmart sells them. Okay, I'll check it out. Oh, don't have any. Okay, go back online now. Find out where else I can get it from. Oh, somebody on Amazon has it. Somebody on eBay has it. Oh, there's a website. It gives me information about that kind of stuff where I can go. I mean, we live in a digital world. That's how it's been for years now. So Google's a place to start, I think. And that's um, that's not going to change. It's always going to be online first, I think. So, okay. So we've established new collectors coming into the hobby. They may or may not be finding stuff. Uh, now, so the next question is the information available. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, when you go out and you look at sports cards, most of these checklists are like to the T posted before the releases. All of them mm-hmm. are out there. Sometimes with wrestling, we don't see that. You know, there's. It seems like wrestling, no matter if it's upper deck, uh, indie cards. Uh, we, you know, we just talked about it a little bit with the kind of miscellaneous um, hanky panky print run that we mm-hmm. see with some of these indie cards. Where where do we find that information? Do you think that uh, people should just do kind of do what we did when we were kids? We're like, hey, let's just go buy packs, and we kind of build the foundation of collecting, and we get we we learn, we kind of alter our PC as we go. Or do you think it's, again, with the information age we're in, people go seek out information before they make their purchases? I don't really know where I stand on this because I can see both sides. But where do you think we are from like an informational standpoint of getting people into the hobby, new collectors? 
can't believe we're having this conversation or you would even think otherwise like that. We live. Well, I already know one of the, I know the first answer. Well, no, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and obviously, you know, I'm going to talk about WTC, of course, but um, you know, there's a lot of websites out there that provide information about everything, really. I mean, that's just the world we live in. What I I can't believe we're having a conversation about here is that, do you think people go online to look for stuff up? The hell yes, of course they do. I mean, that's exactly where most people go nowadays. We live in a world where that's the first place we go to look for information is Google it. That's right, that's, but become, I guess, I, that's a my, phrase we use every day. Google it. Right. But I think I think this question actually spawns me to come at it from this perspective is, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of questions and, and no question is a dumb question, but we'll see a lot of questions on Twitter. Like somebody will just ask David Peck or ask you or ask Paul or ask somebody something like what is a penny sleeve you know some, something as basic as that and you're like sure. okay well like at but that's what we also have social media for social media right. is able for us to engage with each other so that's another great avenue that people go again it's digital it's online it's a resource that people can go to and ask those kind of questions no matter how small they are or how big they are what's it's worth where do I find mm-hmm. it how is this what what the hell's a penny sleeve what's a car sleeve what's a one touch I mean uh, those are things that Twitter and Facebook and those kind of places uh, allow us to ask those kind of questions. Um, you know, I think the days of going to your local card shop to get these kind of questions uh, answered, those are far and few between, I think. I think uh, it's all about being online. That's where the information is at. That's where places like WTC, Wrestling Card Price Guide, I think that's where those places uh, become very helpful and, be- and beneficial. If you just go do a search for wrestling trading cards, you're going to find pages of stuff all that kinds you can of go stuff. to. All yeah. kinds of stuff you can go to that will help you, uh, help guide you. And I think that, you know, if we're looking for younger people getting into, little Timmy is very well versed in being online and finding things. He knows yep. how to use YouTube. He knows how to use Facebook. He knows how to use TikTok. He knows how to use all those things. Um, so information is much more readily available today than it ever was before. When I started WTC, there was no information for me to go on online, really. There was very limited information. It's why I created and started WTC uh, using my collection at the time to start basing information off of. Um, But now we live in a world where the world is very small compared to what it was 25 years ago. Yep. Uh, I can go do a tour of Japan right now, just going online and finding virtual tours and feel like I've been in Japan. I right. see what they need to see. Um, so the world is very small. There's a lot of very smart, tech-savvy people out there who know how to navigate the waters and get to the underbelly of the information sites and find things to help collectors. And I think that all the Timmies of the world out there are very are much more tech-savvy at their age than you and I were at, at that age. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and... I'm not worried about them finding information. I'm not worried about them on knowing where to start at or where, where to get into the hobby. That information is very available online. And then it's a matter of like, is there something in my neighborhood that I can go to? Let me go online and see. Is there anything out here in Button Willow, California that I can go to and find? You know, that becomes the, the next question, though. So we've established social media, uh, great websites like your website, wrestlingtrainingcards.com, Wrestling Card Price Guide, any other aspects that are online out there. Do you think there becomes an issue of, I, I think this is where social media will come in, but I think people have to be careful about it. 
you know, if they do have a question, what is the rookie card? Um, what is the card I need to buy of Hulk Hogan or Dusty Rhodes or sure. Seth Rollins or whoever it is? Like, what is the card that the, the community wants? I think it's interesting because you could ask social media and get a hundred different opinions and make your own judgment from there. And that's what I would encourage everybody to do. But it's part think- of the homework process It's part of the homework process. You just hit the nail on the head of what I was going to talk about is doing the work to figure out what it is you want and what is the answer to your question based off of all this information that's online. You, and you'll get people like yesterday, I messaged you yesterday. I get an inf- uh, someone who wants to sell me, uh, ask me if I'm interested in buying cards. And I'm always sure, but what do you got though? What, it depends on what you got. Sends yeah. me like nine images of all these base cards. And I said, I said, to be honest with you, I'm not really interested in that. I mean, it'll probably cost you more to ship it than I'd be willing to pay for it. He goes, that's interesting. I mean, this, uh, this Undertaker and this Randy Orton card, I see them going for $20. And this uh, Adam Rose, he goes, I see this Adam Rose card going for $20. I go, who in their right mind is paying $20 for an Adam Rose card? I don't care what it is. Uh, and I said, I think you're mistaken on what you have here. These are base set cards. That for a hundred card set, I I would charge twenty bucks in my store for for a whole entire set. Which means you're uh, not going to pay twenty dollars if you're going to have them in your store. That people correct. don't understand business. Well, well, that aspect, yes. Even if it was a complete set, it was what he wanted for the card, the one right. card, which makes it even and, worse. Yeah, and I go, dude, I I hate to burst your bubble on this. I'm trying to be as polite as possible, but that card is not even a nickel. <laughs> right. And he's like, he's like, what do you mean? I go, I I I, I can't believe that. And I go. So I started sending him screenshots of different things. I, like it took a lot of time to, uh, to for me to go out and do the homework for him to tell him what it was like that. It's like you, you need to go out there and and start searching the the plethora of information that's out there yep. to to help you with your information. So that's the same way people want to get in the hobby. Like you know what's what's the Hulk Hogan card I should have? It that's that's debatable, obviously. So yeah, so you could probably go on social media and ask that question, and like you said, get a hundred different answers, but. Where do I go to buy my cards? What's a good card set for me to get into? It's cheap it's like that. You know, doing some simple, uh, you know, Google searches uh, will give you some answers like that. And it's just, it, it is a little mind boggling to me when I start seeing people who are of a certain age that have lived through this digital era we're in, if we can still even call it, that's an old term in itself, um, and ask those kind of questions. But it, I, you know, whatever, I expect that. Maybe it's a, someone in their 60s or 70s who are looking to, to get into the hobby for the first time, which is incredible and great. Yeah. Um, you know, they probably need a little uh, handholding to, to navigate themselves. But young kids would already know that kind of stuff. And people, everything in between probably know that stuff, too. But there's a lot of ways to find information and, 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 and how to participate in this hobby. I've got three more bullet points we're going to talk about. And I just want to preface by saying that as you're listening to this or watching this, they may kind of tie into each other, but I think that's the importance of why we need to talk about it. First thing, if you're getting into the hobby or you're coming back to the hobby, or maybe you are already in sports cards, Pokemon, whatever, and you want to come over to wrestling, I think it's very important to establish what kind of a participant are you? Are you coming in to just be an investor? You just want the high end, you want the rare, and you're just going to put it in your safe and sell it, you know, 20 years down the road because you actually are looking at it like stocks or like some sort of investment. Are you a true collector? Like you just want to buy sets. You just want um, any and everything and you just want to keep it all because that's what you enjoy doing. Are you somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle? I think that's one of the most important things that somebody coming into wrestling cards can establish because that mindset is going to dictate your happiness of what you're doing. And, you know, there's, there's people that are upset because they can't get 
these quote investment level pieces for their collection because 20 years ago they could get it for five dollars and now it's five thousand and they're mad yeah. about that and then there's people that have a little bit of everything and they don't care what the prices are because they yeah. like what they have so i think that's a very important starting point to dictate your happiness and fun that you can have in wrestling and it's okay to uh whatever entry point you're trying to get into the hobby it's okay to change that entry uh that 100 at any given time um you could be like you know what i just like base sets they're affordable they're more readily available and it gives me a little bit of everything and i just kind of enjoy it and i, I move on to the next one um it's okay to say you know what i'm done doing that like uh, select was a pain in the ass to collect. So I can't do that anymore because of uh, the mezzanines were so hard to come by. And that's, that's a legitimate, I mean, that's a legitimate uh, excuse and reason too. Uh, but maybe uh, you're like, you know what? I'm going to become a player collector now because of that. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to change your, your direction. Um, but getting into it for the first time, maybe you, maybe you just, you know, maybe you're an Alexa bliss fan now because you're now like, Oh, I, I think she's hot or I think she's cool. Or I think whatever the reason may be, there are affordable Alexa Bliss cards to buy. You don't have to buy a one of one. You don't have to have a high end autograph card, but you can kind of go in there and with a $30, $40 budget, get a nice little small collection of Alexa Bliss stuff if you want to have, uh, and then move on from there and see where you want to go from there. That actually ties in perfectly to the next point that I was going to talk about. And that's pricing. King of segues. Yeah. You, you, every <laughs> single time you nail it. You know, you so you, you decide what you want, who you want, set you want, whatever it is. So let's talk about pricing. Uh, I think that, I don't know, that what you, your analogy of the guy trying to sell you the base Chrome cards mm -hmm. is kind of the uh, perspective I've had on wrestling card collectors since I've really gotten back into it like three years ago, four years mm -hmm. ago, whatever, is I don't under, like, I don't think that from both a buying, selling, what's good, what's bad, what's high, what's low, from that perspective, I still just don't think that a lot of like, diehard true wrestling card fans and collectors i just don't feel like they understand that aspect i i don't see it as much in sports cards you know if i see a stack sell on twitter and it's nothing but you know junk wax baseball they're like mm -hmm. oh 10 cents a card you know mm -hmm. and, and people buy them because people love nostalgia sure. and junk wax yeah. but your example is exactly what i i just have this this issue with like the wrestling card community as like, not everybody is like this, but when people come at you with these base cards and they're like, Oh, it's a, it's a $40 card. And you're like, no, sir, it's a dollar 50 card. You can yep. find them at Zan's eBay store with free shipping yep. quick plug that I think that people <laughs> need to understand pricing and that what you said, you like Alexa bliss. You can buy a dollar 50 card at my eBay store. You can go on PWCC and buy the one of one, you know, Alexa bliss card. Mm -hmm. You can go somewhere in the middle and buy like a chrome refractor or something mm -hmm. like that. And there's everything in between. And I think that's another tying back with what kind of participant are you? If you get into this and you're, you know what you want, you're not trying to have the FOMO and keep up with everybody else on social media. You get into it and you're like, I want to collect this, this set, this person, this mm -hmm. is what I'm willing to spend. Let's have some fun. Again, I think that mindset is what's going to dictate a lot of the fun you have and allow you to just kind of do what you want to do and block out anything else negative that's going on. But part of that too, is people who also don't want to do their homework. It all goes back to the homework aspect yep. too. Some people just come in and they want their hand held the whole entire time. Like, you know, what's this worth? Uh, where do I get this? You know um, and, you know, and it, it's a little irritating at some level because 
that you have this entire world open to you called Google, where you can just do a search. Like you took the time to come on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform, or even the website <laughs> and use the contact form and to, to ask this question when you also could have gone to Google and done the search too. So like that, like I oftentimes get a message. So I'm like, you know, where, where should I, where's a good place for me to sell my stuff? <laughs> well, you might want to start with like eBay, ComC, uh, Twitter, Facebook groups, Discord yeah. channel. There's all these different places to go to. Did, is this your first stop asking this question or did you go to all these places and realize the prices weren't good and you thought maybe I wanted to go and say, I'll pay you more. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand the mentality sometimes. And it's, it's just important that you go out there and do again, to do the homework. There's so many people who just want to like, I just want to go from point A to point B. Uh, you know, no, actually they want to go from point A to point Z. They don't want to do B through Y at all. <laughs> And it's yeah, like, I, there's a lot of other stops to go through people. Like I, I, I can't do everything for you. Um, the, the world, we, we just have, a, the world is different now it, it's than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. So things are much easier to find as far as information goes. Uh, the, the, the decades that go by, the internet becomes more and more uh, um, filled with I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now that I couldn't go find on, on online. I mean, I guess I was into like, uh, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> if it, it's just, you can't like, I knew nothing about Pokemon cards. I got these Pokemon ones in right here, these Pokemon tops, Chrome ones I, I yep. found in storage. Great I don't looking know cards. About them. I don't know anything about them, but with a couple of little on Google, I found some incredible websites that gave me every bit of information I needed to know about what was short print, different characters, Da, 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 this, that, and the other. And it it benefited me from doing the homework. I reaped those rewards. I spent probably yep. in total four to five hours over days of doing some more research, this, that, and the other. Even got my wife involved in it. She did some homework on it too to help me out. And I've sold these cards for thousands of dollars now of stuff that I found in storage that I didn't knew nothing about, all from just doing some quick little Google searches. That's the same thing with wrestling cards. People getting into the hobby, quick Google search. Again, you do a search for wrestling trading cards. You're probably going to find WTC. Absolutely. You're probably going to find wrestling price guide. You're probably going to find other websites that are going to give information like that. Uh, it's not hard. Just spend a little time. That's all it really is. Spend a little time. Do you think, and I, I, you know, it's it sounds, some people out there may be wondering like, why are you doing a wrestling card podcast if you're just trashing the wrestling community all the time? I just want to. I just want to really put doing that perspective, and that is: Do you think this is a wrestling thing? Prime example of what you just said: You don't know Pokemon, you go out and look at Pokemon. I've mm -hmm. actually had sports card dealers message me and say, uh, "I've got this carrying cross gold." Now I know that Topps Gold Baseball sells for this in this level of a talent. What do you think you would pay for that? And like they can sit that they have all the facts, they've done their homework, they lay it all That's out legit, for me. Though. Right. That's legit. So, do you think it's a wrestling thing? That they no, just... no, I don't think it's a wrestling thing. I think it's just any, that's just people in general. I think that's just a general things like that. Um, doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if you're into trading cards or you're into collecting, uh, you know, uh, garden whatever. gnomes. I don't know. I mean, whatever it may be. Um, it's just whatever it is. I mean, people just want to just, hey, I saw you do this. Can you help me with this? I know nothing. Well, and so another I, reason I, I say that. that is because I've listened to other, you know, th this whole topic of this podcast was kind of spawned from listening to other sports card podcasts and 
you hear people on their shows saying, you know, I listen to your show all the time. I was able to, you know, take a box of junk wax and flip it into this grail card. Mm -hmm. I was able to learn about this aspect of these rare horse racing cards that I never knew about. And I was able Mm -hmm. to start a fun PC. And, you know, my first first kind of response to that is, oh, well, we need more wrestling card content to help people, which I think we do. That's Mm -hmm. a whole other show topic. But then I'm like, well, no, like maybe, maybe it's just wrestling. I don't know. No, I think it's, it's just people in general. Collectors are not collectors, just people searching information. People just want, I want what I want right now. I need that information right now. Can you help me with that? Well, what do you know so far? I don't know. I don't know anything, but just tell me everything I need to know, please. <laughs> like, okay, well, and, and that's okay. I mean, there are people out there who could probably help you. That's kind of, I guess, a, a way to start. Yeah. But um, just to let people know, though, especially with our niche and our hobby, there are resources out there to help you get the information, to help you uh, get into the hobby if you're brand new to it or returning to it. So there are places to go to to find the information out. So, yeah. That's last the bottom thing, line. That's last bottom thing line. we'll get in here and ties everything together once again that we've talked about. Attitude towards the hobby. If you're going to get into this, why are you doing it? Have your have expectations of why you're doing it, whether it's just for fun, whether it's something you want to do as a family with your kids or with your parents. If you're a kid mm-hmm. listening to this, um, do you want to? Are you trying to learn? Are you coming from sports cards? Um, I'll actually let you take this because I feel like you have more maybe of an unbiased perspective of you know just attitude towards the hobby in general. And know what you're getting into. Um. Well, if you're just getting into the hobby for the first time, you don't know what you're getting into, so you don't really have an attitude established yet. <laughs> you know, point. I guess I guess it just depends on like, you know, hey, I'm interested in wrestling cards. Okay, what are you interested in? I really don't know yet. Okay, well, who do you, I mean, the basic question is like, well, who do you like? Oh, well, okay, well, I like such and such. Okay, well, there's an avenue to start with. I mean, do you want to have all the cards of that particular person? Do you want to get a complete set? Do you just like this program? You like Monday Night Raw? Uh, do you like, you know, Dynamite? I mean, what are, you, what are you into? So, I mean, those are the kind of qu- things I would go back to that person and say, what are you into? Uh, you know, what, why do you want to get into, our, into this hobby? Like, what brought you to, the, to this to this point so far? Uh, from there, you kind of decide, well, what is it you're into? Are you into specific people? Are you only into the women wrestlers and the men wrestlers you're into certain eras? into certain types of cards. You only like Chrome cards. You only like this card. I mean, whatever the case may be, uh, that's what you have to ask yourself. So um, I think those questions that you just laid out are the exact foundation of the type of people that could stay within the hobby for a long-term perspective to have fun. You know, um, you know, as well as I do, how many times does somebody come at you? What's this worth? Or, you know, you pull, you, you try to show, um, a card like the Hogan PMG. Like I'll show that to people in person. I'm like, yeah, check out this cool card. Here's the story behind it. And the first thing that what's it worth? Or what yep. would you buy it for? What's it? And yeah. like Is that I expensive? Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think as we've seen so many people within you can throw wrestling in here with the prism run, but also sports cards, a huge boom we had. We had a huge run on cards because people saw you can make money. Absolutely you can. There's people that feed yep. their families in this hobby. That's fine. But they were in there to quit make a quick buck and then get out. And, you know, I think that mentality is where some people got caught. And then all of a sudden, those people are the ones not having fun because they didn't build yeah. that foundation of this is what I like doing. I understand the risks. I understand the foundation of what this is built on, mm-hmm. why I'm doing this in the first place. And you said it yourself. Maybe you veer. Maybe you are a set collector and you start doing investment pieces. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are a set collector and then you start doing the player collector. Like you said, you can always change but it's building that foundation of why you got into it in the first place is kind of the longevity of what I see wrestling cards going in the future. 
Well, as long as you're not an investor who's looking to flip and have no interest in the actual product itself, you know, you're not you're not a wrestling fan by any means. You're just in it for the money. But uh, for the others who are wrestling fans, it's a matter of what you connect with. It's always yep. been that way. Wrestling is about nostalgia. So it always has been and always will be. Um, and it depends on what era you grew up with it. Uh, depends on if you're into, you know, obviously into it now, back then, whatever. Um, and from that is where you start your focal point. That's where you start. Like, why does this appeal to me? Why am I into this? Um, what is it about wrestling that I, makes me want to get into the card aspect of it? Um, and that's something we've always talked about anyways. Why do we not yep. see more wrestling card collectors? But we're seeing more now than we ever have in our lives, which is great. Uh, but, you know, people getting into it for the first time, that's what you have to ask yourself. Why am I getting into it? And then once you decide why you're getting into it, okay, well, that's kind of cool. I really like what's going on Monday Night Raw right now. I like the direction it's going. Who are my favorite characters? That's what they are. They're characters. Then you kind of go from there. Do I want to just focus on those characters or do I love all of it because it's a WWE product? So I want to collect WWE, period. Right. So very easy to, to, to decide what you want to do. And you might decide, I'm going to collect all of it. That's what I like. I like all of it. And decide, you know what? I can't really keep up with that. Maybe I'm going to be like a Randy Orton fan. Maybe I'm going to be just a Seth Rollins fan. I mean, who knows? So again, you can change whatever you want, but we've laid the, informa it the information is out there. Just go get it and then decide what you want to do. That was the whole reason of this episode was to get the information out there. 2023 is kicking off. We wanted to do this topic to get it out there to you. So maybe there's a lot of new collectors that are going to come into the hobby in June or July based on a product release or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden they need to find wrestling card information. They can look back at this episode and, you know, how do you get in, you know, maybe we should title it something, but I, I really think the barrier to entry, which was the topic on a lot of other mm -hmm. podcasts, I think that needed to be discussed because it's something I don't hear a lot of wrestling card content creators or, you know, anybody in, in general talking about. So it might be like a, an annual thing to talk about too, because as we go through each year, you know, um, yeah. There's new, there's new collectors coming in and we can kind of discuss like, hey, there's these new tools that have come out that actually help make it easier to get in and, and just kind of drive the point back home to people looking for information on how to get involved in our hobby. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this on. Share the show with a friend. We talk about engagement all the time. Let us know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Let us know on social media. Tag us in it. What you think of this episode? What's some problems that you're having that maybe Google isn't answering that maybe the collecting community can answer? Just reach out, you know, engagement, share the show with a friend, trying to grow the community. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, sir. All of our social media is found at the bottom of every single page on the website, including a cool Discord channel, by the way, which is not a WrestlingTradingCards.com exclusivity thing. It's just uh, you know a, a place to go for people to go and, and discuss and buy, sell, and trade, and all things wrestling cards, devoted to wrestling cards. So Again, another great resource that people could use. What about you, sir? At Zan Morning on all social platforms, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the solo podcast, and of course, the world-renowned Worlds Collide podcast where we like to try to educate, but somehow always end up making some people mad. But hopefully we <laughs> didn't make you mad today, and we thank you for spending your time to stream this, to download it, to you know, subscribe, sharing it with a friend, anything you're doing that you're taking the time out of your busy schedule to do, we greatly appreciate. And until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. Because wrestling cars rule. Absolutely. That's why we got into it. We'll see you. <laughs>